listening to Sugar House Sound. A lone sax calls out from the empty halls, beckoning others to join its soulful melody. As smooth as silk, a bass enters, quickly followed by piano, drums, and finally an upbeat trumpet. The silence is gone, replaced by the improvised sounds of jazz. This was Westminster over 40 years ago. For Westminster's Weird History, I'm Jacqueline Dobbins. In today's episode of our series, we'll be turning back to the days before the music program to the infamy of Westminster's long-forgotten jazzy sounds. Joining me are my fellow hosts, Ali Nanini, Andres Escobar. Westminster's jazz program wasn't Westminster's originally. No, it resided at our neighbors, the University of Utah. In 1972, the jazz director, Lad McIntosh, relocated the critically acclaimed program to our humble abode, where it stayed until the late 70s. From its inception, the program quickly gained notoriety as the place to be for aspiring jazz musicians, due in large part to Ladd and the creator of the program, Bill Fowler. Together, they reached out to renowned musicians and invited them to be visiting lecturers all the way out in Utah. Jazz legends like Frank Zappa, Tom Scott, and Jean-Luc Ponty, along with rock bands like the Mothers of Invention, came to Westminster to teach workshops to hopeful students. Word spread, and soon the small college program was getting write-ups in downbeat magazines. For those who didn't know, I didn't, Downbeat is a widely read jazz, blues, and beyond magazine that's been in publication since 1934. The program had more to offer than its visiting lectures and unique curriculum. Its founder and director had their own claims to fame. Ladd is considered a pioneer in jazz education and quite the composer in his own right, having published over 100 compositions for various ensembles, which have been performed all over the U.S. and abroad. In 1992, he began his film orchestrating career and has worked on notable films like Pirates of the Caribbean, Gladiator, and Pearl Harbor. Bill, who passed away in 2009, was an accomplished jazz musician and professor at the U, where he started the jazz program. His five sons, all of whom are also musicians, have found success in the music industry. Individually, they have worked with music greats such as James Taylor and Ray Charles. With these two great musicians leading the way, the students in the program toured around the U.S. and eventually found their own successes after graduating. Joe Muscolino is one such student. After hearing about Westminster's acclaimed program all the way in New Jersey, he made his way to Salt Lake to learn from the greats. And that he did. Joe credits the skills he learned from the program's traveling lecturers as some of his most valuable. One of the most influential words of advice came from none other than Frank Zappa, who told Joe to not only be an artist, but to also take care of his own business. Leave it to anyone else and you'll get screwed. Joe took that advice to heart and approached his music as a business, a decision that led to musical success as he has contracted shows with Broadway across America and performed alongside legendary greats like Wayne Newton, Johnny Mathis, Frank Sinatra Jr., and The Temptations. In 1975, the year Joe graduated, Ladd left Westminster, and with that, the short-lived jazz program slowly sputtered out. Although its heyday ended 40 years ago, its alumni will never forget their musical years spent learning from the legends. I met with Joe Muscolino, and he shared with me Westminster's exciting jazz history. I was here uh, at Westminster from '72 to '75, which were the, you know, the main years we had, like, you know, probably a nationally renowned jazz program at Westminster College. Joe went on to tell me what happened in the program and what made it so extraordinary. A concept that Bill had, he would get the biggest names in the business, and they would come and visit our campus and sometimes spend up to a week with us, you know, teaching and sitting in our classes and jamming with us. And we had all kinds of people. Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention were, you know, I think one of Bill's oldest sons was playing with Frank at the time. And they came in for a concert, so he spent several days uh, on campus, you know, giving workshops and, and lecturing. And 
uh, people like Tom Scott, Gene Ponte. Uh, there, there was a lot of, you know, just uh, the biggest names in the business would come. But it didn't stop there. These guests would actually sit down with the students and critique and jam the music they were writing. We had, you know, outstanding talent in the class and in the visiting faculty program, you know, where these, you'd write an arrangement and Billy Myers or Alan Broadbent, you know, some of the top jazz arrangers in the country, they'd critique it, they'd jam, they'd play on your piece. You know, you'd get to hang with them. It was a, an outstanding program. Joe also told me more about his traveling experience during the semester. They had like uh, a mini semester in January, and we would rehearse for about six hours a day, then we'd go on tour out west, all over California, Nevada, and, and um, Arizona. And I'd never been to any of those places. It was a real thrill for me. You know, we'd play mostly at colleges and high schools. In some cases, we'd stay with the families. You know, they'd put us up. <laughs> I mean, it was, a, it was just a, a great experience, you know. I asked Joe to tell me his most memorable event and what was the best thing he learned. Getting to rub shoulders and hear the writing and uh, the playing of all these some of these top young kids of the country as well as the professionals and working with that, it, it really, uh, I learned a lot of useful things, you know, a lot of useful things. Joe then expressed his reaction to the closure of the program. 40. Uh, well, what happened is... Um, Lad left, you know, uh, it was in Bill Fowler, who was still at the university because he was a tenured professor, Lad left. And uh, it was great while it lasted, but there's other, there's a, a lot of great jazz schools all over the country. There's other places to go. I don't know if I'd put them on par with what we had at Westminster back then, uh, but that was a really unique situation. I was fortunate to just catch it just right and be there the three years that Lad was there and the benefit from that and benefit with all the great town and visiting faculty. It was great while it lasted, but nothing's forever, my friend. Well, that's the end of our series. It's been a fun ride. What was your favorite part? I really loved doing the Westminster Haunted History. I think that was a really fun thing to do for Halloween and learning more about our campus's past. Yeah, I agree. That was definitely one of my favorites, and it was one of the most fun to research. Although I still have a soft spot for the bar, because I really think it should come back. Yeah, of course. That would be wonderful. Andres, what are your thoughts? You know, I enjoyed all of them, but I enjoyed doing this one because Joe's interview was actually really fun. I, I learned a bunch. I loved it a lot. What about you, Westminster community? Did you enjoy Westminster's Weird History? Share your feedback on Facebook or tweet us at WC Forum Media. <laughs>